Welcome to Nobody Puts Baby in the Corner podcast. I am your host, Lo Fiducioso, body image coach, also known as the burlesque headmistress of adoration. Join me as I share my bumpy journey into the world of burlesque, host guests, and give you the nitty gritty of what it's really like healing old wounds, patterns, and lack of self-love through the art of tease. It's time to get yourself out of that corner. So buckle up, Buttercup. We're on a wild ride and it's gonna get weird. But that's how we like it. Hey, everybody. So this podcast is all about putting yourself in the room. I am just coming off of the heels of attending the Land of the Sky Burlesque Festival in Asheville, North Carolina. And while I am still reeling from that experience in the glitter crash, I wanted to bring this to you while it was fresh. So I'm going to get into all of the experiences from the festival. But first, I want to talk to you a little bit about how I ended up getting there. So this is my story, um, and I hope you enjoy it. So how the story starts is... I was having a chat with one of my really good burlesque friends here in my local area. Shout out to Jim Brule. And we were talking about festivals and upcoming events. And she encouraged me to apply for a festival coming up just across the mountain from us in Asheville, North Carolina called Land of the Sky Burlesque Festival. So I took her up on that offer and went and did some looking and sent an application in. So a lot of times when you are, especially as a beginner, a newbie in the burlesque scene, you have to put yourself out there. You have to get extra uncomfortable because nobody knows who you are until you put yourself in enough rooms and meet enough people and share enough stages, um, you know, to get your name out there. So especially me coming from, I was doing burlesque in Hawaii, as you all know, for a solid three and a half years. And then I took a two-year hiatus. And then um, I started teaching and producing and performing here in Northeast Tennessee. So nobody really knows who I am except for the people that I came up with in Hawaii. So anyway, I digress. I applied for the festival And uh, while I was waiting to hear back, you know, all of those thoughts went through my head like, oh, I'm definitely not good enough. I don't have enough experience, Um, you know, and then it gets like your mind can go into that really dark place where it's like, well, you know, like my body type isn't the type that they want X, Y and Z. Um, So just know that that's real for everyone um, and that getting outside of that mindset only comes with intentional practice. So moving right along in the story, um, I got my email from Land of the Sky Burlesque Festival and it was a rejection email. And I don't say that in like, oh no, that's so bad. I feel so bad for you. I don't want you to feel that way towards me. Um, I know that in this line of work, just like any other line of work, you're going to get no's and you'll get more no's than you get yeses. But the no's mean at least that you put yourself out there, right? And it's 
And it wasn't even a no, like, no, you're definitely not good enough. It's a no, like, they had 200 plus applicants and they only could choose 40 performers. So, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's just no, it just wasn't the right fit. So I immediately applied to be a volunteer. I knew that I wanted to be in the room around all of these amazing people and performers. And so that was the next logical step. So while waiting to hear back to see if I would be accepted, I noticed that ticket sales were increasing. And I think one of the shows had already sold out. So I had to make a choice right? Do I wait around? And if I don't get chosen as a volunteer, it's just quote unquote, not meant for me at this time. Or do I take bold action and buy a ticket to the show just so that I know that I'm putting myself in that room. And that's exactly what I did. I decided to buy not just a ticket, but a VIP experience ticket because I was just determined to absorb all of the amazingness that I possibly could. Well, the beautiful thing that happened is a couple weeks after I had bought my ticket, I got an email back saying that I had been accepted as a volunteer, which was amazing. I was so, so stoked, so excited. And to me, volunteering and, you know, say you have one position, like say you consider yourself a performer. It is never beneath you to take a kitten role or an usher role or a registration, you know, like checking people in at the door role. I feel like the more experience you can get and seeing the same exact event style from different vantage points is only going to make you a stronger performer It's only going to make you a stronger producer if that's something that you want to travel down. Um, And all around, it just makes you a better performer in that space. So, amazing. I was so stoked. And um, so I emailed back right away. Yes, of course, I I will gladly take on this role. I did, however, buy a ticket for the exact night of the show that I'm going to be now working. Um, So bonus, you guys can sell another VIP ticket. That's great. Um, And they replied back and it was so amazing. So I was so moved. I just have to shout out Queen April and Rebel Vital for their diligence in creating such an amazing festival. So they're like, oh, well, all volunteers get a, you know, a ticket to one of the other shows. That's like a perk of being a volunteer. So since you already bought a ticket, we'll just put your name on both lists because there's three nights of shows, right? So I was blown away, completely baffled, and so grateful um, to be able to experience the entire festival. And so that little moment of me deciding to say yes to myself, right, to spend the money to buy a ticket for myself, regardless of... I didn't make it in, not knowing if I was going to get to volunteer or not, ended up becoming this beautiful thing for me to be able to experience the entire festival. So um, I just wanted to share that in and of itself. And so after getting the volunteer email, I was so excited and it 
became very real that, that this is something that I was going to get to do and be a part of. And I was, I was going to be in the room and not just in the room, but I was going to get to be a part of the magic that creates the room, right? I consider myself a forever student and especially as a producer, I love to learn and absorb how other events run. It's everything about it is educational and valuable. And so I feel deeply grateful for this experience. I do have three amazing takeaways from the story and then we can get into the juicy stuff um but the first takeaway here is just put yourself in the room so even if you try and get a no right you can try another avenue and you know like obviously you have to take this this phrase with you know it's conditional based on the type of no you receive or what exactly it is you're doing but right Just because you don't get accepted into a festival doesn't mean that you can't attend a festival or be a part of it by volunteering in some way. So there's more than one way to get in the room and they all lead to growth. So number two is the big scary thing, which is just say hello. You are in the room, right? So you're in the room. Now what? Yeah, it's enough to just be there, to absorb the energy, to take it all in and learn and expand your mind, and that's okay. That's enough. But the kicker is to move the needle, right, to grow your network and to book acts or to get booked, you've got to open the door with conversation, and all of that starts with saying hello, right? I had so many people that I met this past weekend and I was like I have no idea how to like talk to them like do do I just like go up and say hi like oh my gosh where are you from again or it's like I could compliment them on their act or I could compliment them on their teaching style or maybe they haven't performed yet and I'm like oh are you a performer right all these different things all of them were like made me kind of want to throw up on the inside and were a little scary but I never once was like received any type of negative uh, response from any of those things, right? And there were even some moments like I'm such an awkward duck where I'm like, I see someone, I'm like, I want to go talk to them and I might make my way over there. And as I make my way over there, someone else starts talking to them and then I'm like, oh, this is weird. Or like I see a group of people talking and one of those people in that group is my friend. And I'm like, should I go over because they're my friend? And it could be like, hey, and then it just becomes this casual introduction. Or would it, does it feel sticky? Like I'm trying to like butt in on their conversation, right? All of these things went through my head. And uh, I even like backed out of some situations and not you know, I didn't introduce myself or didn't say things to certain people because I got nervous. You were all human and it's okay. But takeaway two, just say hello. You never know what you're going to find out about that person that you have in common or something that you share or that maybe they're just as nervous to say hi as you are. So just take the scary bold action and say hello. My third takeaway is invest in yourself. So by investing in yourself, that means so many different things. It could be buying a ticket to the show. 
It could be signing up to take one of the classes, asking for a critique when you get rejected. You know, that's something that I didn't even realize I could do until on the back end, one of the producers said, yeah, you know, it's always okay to ask, like, why didn't you get in? Any tips do you think to help me X, Y, and Z further on my path? Um, so that is investing in yourself, right? Asking for what you need. Walk over to the headliner and strike up a conversation. Invest the time and energy into what your future goal is. And you will never be sorry. So I hope you enjoyed those takeaways. If anything specifically stuck out to you, I would love to hear your feedback and your comments. And now let me just get in and dish about this amazing festival. Okay, here we go. Okay, so if you have never been to a burlesque festival, they're all different, but I'm going to share my experience from Land of the Sky Burlesque Festival in Asheville, North Carolina. So, first things first, I get off of work, I get my bags packed, I get changed, and I get on the road. I arrive, the show starts at 8 p.m., doors open at 7 so a friend of mine, a former student of mine, actually, um, we decided to room together. So we get there at seven. The doors are open. We actually got a look there a little early to get a bite to eat. Bonus. If the venue has food, I highly recommend you taking them up on that because it's far less stressful to go to a restaurant and be nervous about being late. So we get there and we order our food and we sit down. We sit down beside this table of four amazingly dressed performers. And of course, I have to compliment them. There's literally a Mario at the table, Princess Peach. Um, and then the other princess, the, the yellow dress princess, I can't remember her name. And another performer who I thought was Luigi. I was so happily mistaken. They were actually Bowser, even better complimented them on their outfits they were they're a group from cleveland ohio which is super cool the phantom fantasies i think and um i got the biggest compliment and they were like oh are you performing and i was like oh no i'm not um but it was such a nice compliment um to see that maybe you know like they recognized me as like a potential like oh maybe she's a performer even that one little thing being like made me feel like the whole night was already worth it and the show had not even started so shout out to that group they're amazing you should follow them on instagram um also i just want to um continue to prerequisite this with i'm not going to be able to remember and shout out everyone from this festival but there were some amazing highlights that i might you know also throw in as well so anyway the show starts and queen a April is emceeing this show and it's called Geek Tastic. So already I was stoked. There were gonna be so many funny, amazing, interesting acts that I was just here for it. She comes out on stage in this amazing cat suit. I'm like, it is literally almost looks like it's painted on her body. Amazing. And the night gets started. It is such an amazing experience to be in a room with people who are also performers in the audience because they hype up 
the person on stage that much more. You know, when you have a crowd of people and you're performing for people who have never seen burlesque before, sometimes they don't know how to act, right? So sometimes they're they're maybe not as loud or as interactive with you as you would like because they honestly don't know exactly what they're supposed to be doing or how to feel or, you know what I mean? They're seeing so many things for the first time that they're almost in like sensory overload. So when you're at a show or a gig or a festival with an equal amount of performers on stage as there is backstage, if not more, it totally changes the energy in the room and everything is just amped up to like the hundredth hundredth degree, like the whole time. So some amazing performances and intermission, met a couple people, and then the rest of the show. Um, And honestly, that first night we were so tired. I don't think we went to the after party. We definitely didn't. Went home, literally went to bed. But I ended up journaling a little bit and I want to, I'm going to flip through my journal and read like just an excerpt or two uh, just to really fully share this experience with you guys. So um, let's see here. I said it was so awesome getting to meet her in person. And by her, I mean um, a former mentor of mine, actually, who lives in Asheville now. And she ended up coming to the show to watch the show with me. And she had never really seen nerdlesque or like that type of burlesque experience. And it was so amazing watching her reaction to what was happening. So like, it was like a win-win for me, honestly. Um, The show tonight was insane and wonderful, and I loved every act. I got to meet some amazing performers, and I'm so excited for classes tomorrow. So one of the amazing things about going to a festival is most of the time, a lot of the out-of-town performers, there will be a handful that teach classes at some point during the festival. So I got to take classes from Rebel Vital herself. I got to take a class from Blanche Debris. If you don't know who she is, do yourself a favor and go look her up. She is a fabulous, fabulous artist, an amazing performer, and an MC, um, and just an all-around great educator. She's been in the theater business, I feel like, probably from out of the womb. She's just so deeply, deeply talented. Um, I also got to take classes from Salem and Freya West, two amazing performers. They were both headliners for the shows, and I just cannot express how amazing it is to be in a room with other performers who are just as eager to learn And it felt as if we were all peers, even though there were some performers in there who were far more developed, had been in the game far longer, far more talented, a a longer resume, right? But I never once felt like I wasn't enough to be in the room. And... And then just the opposite, there were some people who were just now getting into burlesque in the same room, and we were all on the same playing field, which was awesome. Bonus, 
I learned some amazing stretches from Rebel, and now I have my left split, which is huge, so huge. Um, <laughs> I thought it was going to take me for the rest of the year to get that, and turns out, got it in Asheville. So, day two starts early. We had four hours of classes back-to-back, -back and then had some downtime to enjoy food and chill and get ready. And then I was working the Saturday night show. The Saturday night show was at a beautiful theater and I was deigned the task to usher, which is super fun because one, I get to see everyone's gorgeous outfits as they come into the theater. And two, I also was in the theater helping people to their seats. So I got to be a part of the entire show the whole time. Um, it was really beautiful to see, like, the pre-show show itself and then post-show, like, what it actually takes to have a show in a theater. Um, I feel like that was such a deeply um, educational experience for me, and it's something that I would definitely keep with me for a very long time. Saturday night show, you guys, if you have not seen burlesque on a large stage then it's something that you need to do. It's something you need to put, find it somewhere in your local area, your extended area, make a trip out of it, make it happen. There is something that's so magical about seeing something so intimate on a large stage, and it's so powerful. The performers from Saturday Night, I was completely awestruck. I literally got no video from Saturday night, one, because I was working, and two, because I was, like, literally, like, my jaw was on the ground the whole night. I just had, had to keep picking it up off the ground, but an am amazing, amazing array of performers, and media noche, I have to give a shout out to the headliner from the show, incredible, amazing, and then on top of that every single performance was on, was on. And it just was so beautiful and so many different styles. There was comedy, there was raw, sexy, there was like dirty, right? It was just everything that you could think of was on that stage and it couldn't have been more magical. That night, we did go to the after party. And let me tell you, if you've never been to The Odd in Asheville, North Carolina, you need to make it a pit stop on your next trip to the mountains because this place, one, killer food, two, killer vibe, three, indoor and outdoor seating, amazing. And then they have like this amazing little back area. It's not completely separate, but it's just in the back and there's a pole and a little dance floor and People were just like having the best time of their life and it was amazing to experience that and then in a casual setting getting to introduce myself to a few more people and talk to people that I have heard on other podcasts, talk to people that I have looked up to or seen through the Burley Con, you know, viewpoint as an educator for a long time and just kind of like kick it with my, you know, my local Burley people. So hands down, amazing experience. I was exhausted. I don't even know what time we went to bed Saturday night. And then Sunday rolls around and they have a Sunday brunch. So thankfully the show didn't start till noon. 
and the doors opened at around 11. So had some breakfast, got to experience a whole nother amazing show. And you would think like, sometimes I think about it like burlesque, like in the day. And it's like, it feels like it should be at night, but honestly, like burlesque at dawn, right? Like there are no rules, especially with burlesque, right? And all rules are meant to be broken. You know, all patriarch rules. I'll say it that way. <laughs> um, but it was an incredible show. Again, got to um, chat with a couple other amazing performers. There were so many performers I didn't get to connect with. Um, so like pro tip in future, Adora, like make sure to talk to everyone, at least say hello. And like the people that you say hello to grab a picture with, you know, so it just makes it that much more concrete in your mind. Like, yes, I met this person. They were amazing. We have this picture. I get to shout them out on social media and like tell the world how great they are. Right. And all of that beautiful stuff, because the burlesque community is still relatively small in comparison to so many other industries. And, and so the more connections that you make, the bigger your reach will be in this small community. And it is growing by leaps and bounds as I speak. So if you're already in this industry, but you feel like maybe you aren't as well known as you could be, or maybe as you should be, then that's the thing to do is to go to shows that aren't in your area and connect with the people that are in that show, whether they're the tech on stage, the host, the kitten, right? The more people you know, the more opportunities that will literally open up to you, which is incredible. One of the producers, Queen April, this was pre-show Saturday night, and she was, you were all in the lobby kind of just hanging out waiting for, you know, us to figure out where our places are and all of that stuff. And I had a moment to ask her a question and she hosted the Friday night show. She's co-producing the whole festival and she was performing Saturday night later that night. And I said, okay, question time. How is it really producing a show, being a host of one of the shows and being and performing in that festival. Like, how is it really? And she looked at me and she's like, don't do it. (laughs) I mean, honestly, for me, I'm the type of person that's like, I can do it all. And then I try to do it all and burn out or burn out after the fact or burn out before the fact, right? And so what she said to me really kind of solidified that that's not who I need to be walking into my next future self, right? I'm in the festival setting. I'm either producing, performing, or hosting. That's three huge, huge hats to wear. And so um, I know that it is in my future to produce a festival. And so realizing that and realizing that I have FOMO and I love being on stage, but taking care of my mental and physical health are probably the most important, right? Not probably, they are. So knowing that when that time comes, I can step back and be a producer and fill the stage with other amazing performers who deserve to be on stage and deserve to be seen and to have their moment. That is that is important enough. That is good enough. And that is where I want to go with my production 
you know, in the future. I produce shows now and I perform in them as well. But producing a show, a smaller show, it's, it's still a lot. It's still hectic, but all of my heavy lifting comes pre-show. And then the day of the show, I have people who execute different things and then I get to sit back and just be a performer. So, so many takeaways, so many amazing moments. Um, if you don't follow me on Instagram, head on over to Adora underscore opens to see some of the performers. I made a couple reels. Um, a lot of the stuff, there was some stuff in my stories, which you probably can't see anymore, but check the reels out. If you were at this festival, please DM me and let me know your thoughts. If you were a performer or if you were just attending, um, it's so amazing sharing those experiences with each other. Uh, and then bonus, if you are a performer or if you are in burlesque at all from just getting started with your first class to, um, like a legend who's been in the game for a long time, if you know anyone, I am, I think I've mentioned this once before on a podcast, but my goal is to start an interview series. So I want to weave in interviews and the point of the interviews are, kind of going back to why I originally started this podcast. It's all about, you know, connecting with your physical form, right? This body that we're in with the spiritual, mental, mental, physical, you know, sensual connection and how burlesque has changed your perception of your body and how you celebrate yourself. Um, And so I would love to open that door for anyone who is interested. I would love to have you on the podcast and let's just have a chat about our bodies and how we can continue to give the middle finger to the patriarchy and celebrate ourselves just as we are. And why not through burlesque on a stage, uh, whether it's a large theater stage, the corner of the bar, or a tiny dance venue, or... You know, when I was in Hawaii, we did gorilla burlesque, which is like we danced on the street. Of course, you know, you have to follow different laws when you do that. But we were still able to have these mini, um, mini burlesque shows. We called them the world's smallest burlesque show. We did them on China, Chinatown streets, and they were amazing. We would get a whole crowd of people together and had the best time. So you can literally burlesque anywhere. Um, But I would love to talk to you and help share your story and hear and have that conversation about, you know, how you, how you treated your body before burlesque and how burlesque helped you change and mold your relationship with your body into a healthier place. So I'm going to quit rambling and get off of here, but I love you guys. And remember to stay out of that corner. If you haven't listened to episode one, go back and you'll get the reference. I love you guys and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks again for tuning in to No One Puts Baby in the Corner podcast. I'm your host, Lo Fiducioso, also known as the smokescreen of burlesque, Adora Opens. You can find me on Instagram at Adora underscore opens on Facebook as Adora opens and check out my studio page, Adoration Studio on Facebook. 
If you have any questions or would like to reach out and connect, I would love to hear from you. You can contact me on either one of my social media platforms or head over to my website, www.adoraopens.com. I'll catch you later, babe.